The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to Hoop Ball NBA DFS Today. I am Andrew Hansen and I'm going solo tonight. This is a Thursday show, so normally you hear the voice of Micah Patria, the gentleman welcoming you into the show, and we, we do it together, but we've given him the night off after he took us through that Wednesday slate and did it quite well. I was listening in and building my lineups earlier today. This is Wednesday night, and uh, I got to give my credit. I, I like a lot of the picks he made. My teams are doing well. I've got uh, best one I've got going here is with Andre Drummond, Trey Young. Porzingis is rolling along here in the fourth quarter. Um, Reggie Jackson was one of my core plays. I, I know Mike was on him. So um, after that good work, Mike's going to take the night off. I'm going to roll solo here. And we've got a five-game slate. And it's a, an exciting time here as we get ready for the trade deadline on Thursday. Uh, big news Wednesday night, of course. Iguodala finally got moved. He's heading down to South Beach. And Winslow is going back to Memphis. So it is uh, it's one of those days where you really have to follow the news because you got to make sure we know who's who's on the team that's that's going to be suiting up tonight. And we'll see a little bit of the fallout from the Capella trade. We've got Houston on this slate. So Covington will be making his first appearance uh, in that Houston game. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But before we get started, I want to send a thank you to mybookie.ag, one of our big sponsors. And that promo code we've been telling you about is still available for you. It's today. So when you go over there and make your first deposit, use that promo code today and get a 50% match up to $1,000. So we, we highly recommend that. Uh, we know Coach has been going there for years. So head on over there and see if you can build up your account and uh, match it up with Coach's. Also want to say thank you to Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Uh, had a couple cof- couple cups this morning and uh, love those gold clips. And you can get some for yourself if you go to Amazon and search them there. And a couple clicks and you'll have it on your doorstep. All right, so let's get going here. It is a five-game slate. The first tip-off is at 7.30 in New York. Orlando against New York. Orlando is playing a back-to-back, and they lost tonight in Boston, 116 to 100. And this is a rematch. All of the games on the slate tonight are rematches. And I'm going to touch a little bit on the first game that uh, each team has played against each other. And the reason I do that is because I, I like to look at those individual matchups. And I think there's no better way to predict how a player is going to play on a given night than how he does against a particular team in a particular defensive matchup and even more so in a particular stadium. And, you know, of course, doing so is not foolproof, but uh, I think it's a great starting point. And if a player has an excellent performance history against a certain defender or a poor performance history, then I like to use that as a starting point. And I would need some sort of evidence or change in circumstances to get me off of that and predict that it's going to go the other way. You know, there's a lot of things that could lead to that, of course. 
injury rotations, starting, coming off the bench, poor recent form. But in any event, that that's why I'm going to start my analysis with a lot of these players by looking at the earlier matchups in the season. So looking at the Orlando-New York matchup, they played way back in October. So it's sort of a almost a different world way back then, very early in the season. But it was low scoring, 95-83. Over-under is not out yet for this matchup as Orlando just wrapped up that game against Boston. Uh, but I am expecting a somewhat lower total and probably the lowest total on the board. We've got two teams that are bottom 10 in pace, bottom five in offensive efficiency. So this is just not a very attractive game overall. Um, breaking it down a little bit further, looking first at the Orlando side, Vucevic is probably the guy I would play first if I was going to play a member of the Magic. He's pretty good in back-to-backs. And in that matchup against New York, he went 21-13-4. Mitchell Robinson was starting that game. We know he's been coming off the bench lately. So uh, I think he's a, a solid option. Um, Fultz and Ross aren't haven't been as good on back-to-backs. And Evan Fournier is just working himself back into the lineup. He's at 5.6. You know, he's, I think, somebody you can consider. I do like playing shooting guards against the Knicks. Uh, but I'm not thrilled about you know, any of those guys here on the back-to-back. Michael Carter-Williams at 3.9 is somebody I'll have a couple shares of. And, you know, he's just getting a little bit more run and usage with DJ Augustine continuing to be out. And then Gordon is okay at 6.3. He played well tonight. He's not great on back-to-backs either. Mo Bamba, I think, is the other guy you can look at. Uh, if you need a value play at 3.7, he's really good point per minute. Maybe he'll get a few extra minutes here on the back-to-back. But, again, I'm not going to be playing many of the Magic. Over on the Knicks side, a few guys dealing with uh, some Knicks. We've got R.J. Barrett, questionable. Damian Dotson, questionable. Alonzo Trier is doubtful. Uh, Bullock is probable. Don't think I'll play any of those guys. My first target for the Knicks would be Alfred Payton at 7.3, coming off a triple-double against the Cavs, uh, getting to go against the Orlando backcourt with hopefully some tired legs from his perspective. Next for me from the Knicks would be Marcus Morris at 6.4. And then Randall, of course, is the other guy we always look at. He's at 8.3. Did okay in this matchup. None of the Knicks actually played well against Orlando the first time out. You know, they are seventh defensively in terms of rating. So, again, not looking at many of the Knicks here, but probably have a couple shares of Peyton at least. All right, let's go to the next game. And... We're going to start to get in some to some some matchups that are a little bit more exciting, higher totals, and we're going to start with the Pelicans and Zion and crew traveling to Chicago. That's an eight o'clock tip. Uh, opening line was Pel's favored by four, over under two thirty one and a half. These two teams played earlier in January, and that's actually where the number settled at two thirty one. It was. New Orleans winning 123 to 108. 
that was down in the Big Easy. This one's going to be in Chicago. And Zion started out questionable here with a toe injury uh, from the last game, but now he's, as of Saturday, as of uh, Wednesday night here, he is projected to play. So he's going to be in the lineup. And I'd say sevens are wild here with my analysis of the Pelicans. Zion's priced at 7.7 on DraftKings. And his ceiling so far in his seven games is 39.25 fantasy points. So we know that that's shy of 6x return. Um, And when we talk about Zion and his ceiling, um, I think it's a little bit silly on the one hand to, to talk about a a ceiling of 39.25 for Zion because we know he's going to blow through the he's going to blow the the doors off the roof uh or the, the roof off the doors as 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 Michael Padre would like to say on that ceiling very soon his minutes are, are going up i think the one thing that's sort of lacking are this the steals and blocks you know i think he's being a little bit conservative defensively and uh just trying to you know, make it through one game at a time and, and stay healthy and slowly increase his minutes. So he'll blow through that ceiling soon enough. Um, but I, I may shy away from him here and look at some of the other guys. And they, they notice that the Pelicans tighten, tighten the rotation a little bit in that game against the Bucks, And really only about eight guys got significant minutes. And so I'm I'm talking about playing potentially seven of them because – Favors, you know, it seems like he's just getting fewer and fewer shots and he's content to just, you know, run the floor, rebound, defend. Uh, I think he only took three shots against Milwaukee, so I don't, I don't plan to play him. Um, I think my favorite Pelican on this matchup is going to be Ingram. He's at 7.6. Um, Mike and I were talking recently about the shot attempts that he's taken with Zion in the lineup being capped a little bit, but he finally broke through that against Milwaukee, took 19 shots. I believe that was the number. So he's, uh, he's probably my favorite Pelican here. And he did quite well against the bulls in the first matchup. Um, now being earlier in January, that was pre Zion. So he wasn't in that game and drew holiday didn't play that night either. So keep that in mind as you're uh, looking back at those head to head totals. I will consider Drew Holiday at 7.1. I'll consider Lonzo Ball at 6.9. Hart is 4.9. You know, he's getting the consistent minutes and usage and rebounds off the bench. I'm going to look at J.J. Redick at 3.6 and Melly at 3.1. So the reason I've got him written down is because this is a game that I'm going to stack a couple different ways. So... Uh, if I, you know, if I stack it three different ways, I'll get Melly in there for one of them. Uh, same, same thing with Redick. Uh, in general, there are some, um, you know, a number of value plays in this game that I like. It's probably the game on this slate that has the most value plays in that three to four K range. So, with that being said, let me turn it over to the bull side. And big news there is that Dunn continues to be out. And we've got Valentine and Gafford doubtful. So keep an eye on that uh, if you want to play any of those forwards or bigs for the Bulls. I'm going to look primarily at the backcourt. Uh, I like Sadoransky at 5.4 in this game. And Kobe White at 3.8. You know, with Dunn out in the Bulls last game, he got 25 minutes. 
took 13 shots, 12-1-5. So I, I really like that value at 3.8. I, I can see him doing something similar in this game. Um, should be a pretty good tempo. You know, Pelicans are third in pace. Bulls are in the middle of the pack. They're at 17th. And, of course, that's contributing to the over-under being set at 231.5. Got to, of course, consider Levine at 8.4. That's a fair price tag for him. And he did quite well against New Orleans in their first matchup. He went for 32-5-6. As I mentioned, there was no Drew Holiday that game, so you could expect that he might face some Drew Holiday defense and, and maybe not do quite so well. But um, I do like him here. Thaddeus Young would also be in the mix. He had 30 minutes last game. He's been playing more with these injuries in the front court. And he did foul out that game, so he may have played more minutes if he hadn't fouled out. Problem with him is he's going to probably be dealing with Zion or trying to deal with him. And that might sap a fair amount of his energy. He may not have too much left for the offensive end. So not quite as excited with him. Uh, one more value play if Gafford is out again would be Cornette for me. He's under 4K, got 23 minutes in the last game, shot seven threes. And I like that uh, I like that profile in this game, which should be pretty wide open. And so uh, I'm targeting some of these guys to get up a bunch of shots. All right, that wraps it up for game two. Next on the slate is a exciting Eastern Conference matchup. It's the 76ers against the Bucks. First game of the doubleheader on TNT. It tips off at 8 o'clock. Sixers are on the front end of a back-to-back on Thursday night. Friday, they're going to be hosting Memphis. So keep that in mind. And there's a lot going on with the Sixers here. They're in a bit of a tailspin, uh, so much so that Embiid came out and was talking about the offensive identity of of the Sixers and questioning it and trying to figure it out. Uh, Some pretty explosive comments, you know, Shortly in the aftermath of of Simmons calling the team soft recently, so um, this is this is something to really monitor. And and you know this is one of those things that's hard to predict. You know, are they going to go to Milwaukee against the best team in the NBA, a team with the best defense and the second best offensive efficiency, and you know you know continue to struggle here or are they going to be motivated by these comments and and play a little bit better? It's it's hard to tell. Um, I will have some exposure to this game. It is uh, over-under is 227, and that's also similar to the team's previous game. They played on Christmas. Philadelphia won that game, if you'll recall, 121 to 109. Uh, and Embiid played pretty well in that one, 31, 11, and 3. He also uh, had the best outing in the team's most recent game where uh, he was questioning the offensive identity of the team. So, you know, he's been doing his part, uh, even though he isn't quite sure what his role is supposed to be, how much time he's supposed to be in the paint, how much time he's supposed to be out in three-point land spreading the floor. But he's at 9.1, so he's probably my favorite 76er. Um, I'm not going to play a ton of him because of that price tag. But I'll have some. And then Simmons at 8.1 is somebody I'll probably play just as much, maybe even a little bit more, 
uh, just because he is a thousand cheaper. Had a solid game against Milwaukee on Christmas, 15, 7, and 14. And a couple other value plays in this one. Shake Milton is 4.7. And I have never played Shake Milton, but I will get a couple shares of him here. Uh, Excuse me. Josh Richardson continues to be out. And in the last game, Shake got 30 minutes and 11 shots. So uh, I like the possibilities there. And then Korkmaz and Theibel, they're both 3.4. I have a feeling that one of them will have a strong game. Uh, you know, if they if they try to focus a little bit more on defense, Theibel may get a few more minutes. If they need to score, which they probably will, Korkmaz, I'm sure, will get a chance. You know, and Brett Brown's a little bit unpredictable with those bench players and the rotations. So there's a very good chance he'll just go with whoever's playing better uh, and, and depending on, on the game flow. So I think those guys are both worth a look. Over on the Milwaukee side, we've got Hill back in the lineup. So that'll take away from some of the bench usage, including Connaughton. So I'm down on him in this matchup. I think my favorite buck here is probably Middleton. He is 7.9, sorry, 7.4 on DraftKings. He played really well on Christmas, went for 31, 8, and 4. He and Giannis are coming off strong games against the Pelicans. So he's in a groove. I I like that price tag a lot for him. He'll be one of my core plays. Giannis um, wasn't great on Christmas. He shot poorly. He was 0 for 7 from three-point land. And... You know, they, they seem to really be encouraging him to shoot from distance. The Sixers I'm talking about, they really played off him that day. And, he, you know, he didn't hit it. He didn't hit his shots that day, but we, we know that he's been better since then. So uh, certainly in my player pool. But he is 11.1, so it makes it a lot tougher. Uh, you know, maybe if we get a couple pieces of news, then I'll play him a little bit more. But we do have some guys coming up later some studs that have play, been playing quite well with Lillard and Harden. So uh, we're going to have some tough decisions on this slate. A um, lot of stars packed into this five-gamer. So a lot of fun. Uh, I think that about wraps it up for me. Um, Dante DiVincenzo, 4.4, always a consideration. But in terms of those value plays in that 3K, 4K range, I actually like Kobe White a little bit better here at 3.8. So I will probably turn that turn in that direction here uh, for most of my lineups. All right, two games to go. Next on the slate is a 10 o'clock tip-off. Spurs traveling to Portland. And this one is a 232.5 total. Portland favored by three. First game of a back-to-back for Portland. They're going to go to Utah on Friday night. And this game is really big for both teams. Spurs are 22-28. and 28, Portland 23-28. and 28. And both teams came into this season, of course, expecting to make the playoffs. I think Portland would have been predicted by most to finish higher than the Spurs. But we know that run that the Spurs have been on with Popovich making the playoffs. And they're not going to go down without a fight. So this is one of those games that both teams have circled on the calendar as a, as a big, important opportunity to get another win. 
Spurs coming off two losses in L.A. Portland coming off that dud in Denver uh, where Lillard finally looked like a normal human, kind of, uh, after ripping off all those 70-point fantasy games. Just an incredible streak. So fun to watch. So uh, <clears throat> I, I like Lillard here. He's, he's at 10K. He's done. He's had solid games against the Spurs this year. Uh, they've actually played twice. San Antonio won by three in October. That that total was two twenty three. Then Portland won in November. That total was two thirty seven. Both games within five points. So I, I like this one to, you know, stay close, be high scoring. Uh, Spurs are twenty fourth in defense. Portland twenty fifth in defense. So on paper, just from afar, you know this. This is one of the – initially, this is one of my two favorite games to stack. This one and then Houston and the Lakers coming up. Uh, but because of the price tags, I'm, it's not quite as high as I, as I thought it might be. I, I do like the idea of stacking the Pels, Bulls as well. So those are the three games I'm targeting. And for this one, you know, I, I do like Lillard coming into the matchup at 10, 10K, although C.J. McCollum is 6.7. And he's had two really good games, you know, for his standards against the Spurs, where he's giving you that 6x return at least, 27-3 and 5, and then 32-6 and 7. And I, I don't think we can ignore that. You know, I'm not a huge McCollum guy. I usually go with Lillard, even though he's much more expensive. But on this slate, I'm going to have to get a fair amount of C.J. McCollum. Now, both of those matchups against the Spurs uh, earlier in the season, Mello was not in the picture yet. So he's, of course, uh, in the lineup now. Uh, I'm not planning to play Mello. Uh, looks like he's still struggling to get back in the groove uh, after the the news with Kobe. Um, I'm a little bit more interested in Ariza at 4.3. I almost overlooked him here as I was preparing for this game. And uh, But, you know, notice that price tag, and, and maybe he bounces back here. Um, just sort of down the list for me as, as one of the value plays. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. I think is worth considering at 3.5. He's been getting more and more opportunities. Really seems to be getting the, the first look over Simons off the bench. Uh, so that's changed a little bit as the season has progressed. Whiteside would probably be the last uh, member of the Trailblazers I would look at at 8.0. He had one of those games in Denver where he got in foul trouble and he's just sort of moping around and and then just sat on the bench for a while in that blowout. So uh, who knows if he'll bounce back or not. Uh, but I, I don't plan to have much of him. Over on the Spurs side, DeMar DeRozan's been heating up. Uh, been in, he looked good he looked good against the Lakers. Um, both of his games, though, against Portland, he's ended up more in that cash game range, you know, more like a 5X type return. And now he's priced up to 7.9. So I, I'm not going to play much of DeMar here. White is probably the guy I'll play the most. You know, he's cheaper than DeJounte Murray. He's 4.3. He had one good game here in this matchup. Uh, so I'll have some white shares. DeJounte Murray only played once against... Portland so far this year, and he went for seven, seven, and eight. That was way back in the beginning of the season. We know his performance has been down a little bit since then. 
He's 5.1. So, again, I don't like that quite as much as White, but I'll have a share or two of him. And then with LaMarcus Aldridge, we've got the narrative heading back to Portland. He's at 6.5, so much better price than DeMar DeRozan. Hasn't been playing as well as DeRozan. Um, but I think he's worth a look here at 6.5 because of the narrative, really. That's that's the main reason. All right, I think that does it for me on that game. And all of a sudden, there's only one game left. It is a five-game slate. Cruising along here. And uh, expect there to be a, a high pace, a lot of cruising, so to speak, in this last game. Houston against the Lakers. We don't have a line or a total yet on that one. Um, lots of moving pieces with the big trade. Capella on the way out. Covington on the way in. And the interesting thing for this matchup is Covington, as far as I know, again, we're recording here Wednesday night late, and all the guys who were traded on Tuesday in that big four-way trade did not play on Wednesday. So we'll see if Covington and, and Bell and those guys are ready to go on Thursday. As I look at the slate here on DraftKings, they are not on they're not on the slate. They're not available to be played here. They're not in the player pool. So I don't expect that to change. So I don't think we're going to have to worry about playing Covington or Bell or not. It's just a matter of trying to forecast how they might impact the game. And let's let's start with that Houston side. Um, in terms of injuries, we've got Westbrook questionable with the thumb injury. And because Houston's on the front end of a back-to-back, I think there's a little bit more chance that he doesn't play. Uh, they play Friday at Phoenix, so... Um, that'll be one of the biggest pieces of news, of course, to see if Westbrook's in the lineup. These two teams played earlier in January, and it was 124 to 115. Lakers won that one without AD and without Rondo in Houston. So that was a big win for the Lakers. Now they're playing this one at the Staples Center. So Westbrook's at 10.2. Uh, if they say he's good to go, I certainly would consider him. Uh, I think I like Lillard a little bit better, but uh, probably just by a hair. Harden is 12.4, most expensive guy on the slate. He went for 34-6-7 against L.A. I would like him a little bit better if Westbrook's out, and I would expect him to play well. I mean, we saw Lillard torch these guys uh, a few nights ago, so I'd expect Harden to have a similar game. He, he seems to be back in the groove. Played really well against Charlotte. Had, what, 40 points and rebound short of a triple-double. So he's back in the groove. Um, Gordon at 5.3. I'll have a few shares of him. Um, I noticed that he went 6 for 22 in that Charlotte game and went 0 for 12 from three-point land. So you you got to love the mentality down in Houston where these guys just jack and doesn't matter how many in a row they miss. Um, Fortunately for them, we saw that in the playoffs against Golden State. They kept shooting and shooting and couldn't make one. But 
you, you just really have to love the mentality in terms of the, the fantasy approach to know that you can go back to these guys and, and it's not one of those situations where you miss a few threes, you're on some other team, you get yanked out of the game, and you never go back in. That just doesn't happen in Houston. So I'll go back to the well with Gordon at 5.3. The other guys, unfortunately, got priced up a little bit. In that last slate, when Tucker was 4.4, I think I had him in every lineup. And, you know, we certainly wanted to target him because we're in this uh, this new era here with the Rockets where we're trying to play guys that are six foot six and under and, and nobody else. Um, but now Tucker's up to 6.2. And you know he's going to get an- another hefty dosage of minutes. But it'll be a tough assignment for him against all those bigs with the Lakers. So I, I don't plan to play much of him at that higher price. And House at 6.0, similar situation. You know, he's played well and deserves the price increase, but um going to look elsewhere primarily on the Rocket side. We do have Coming- Covington. If he's back or if he's in the mix, then I think that'll take away from guys like House and McLemore. Uh, I would expect Covington to slide right in there and they tell him, hey, just go defend somebody on the wing, come down, you know, watch Harden do his thing. When he passes it to you, shoot your threes. And so I do think he'll come out and and really have a similar role to what he had in Minnesota, um, where he's and maybe even a little bit more significant role where he might shoot a little bit more. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Tabo Cephalosha is a guy that I, I had a couple shares of in the last slate. But with Covington in the mix, uh, I probably won't play Cephalosha, even though he's three point one. Rivers, you got to consider four point two. He's he's that primary ball handler off the, ball handler off the bench. So he's in the mix. Over on the Lakers side, uh, my favorite player over there is Kuzma on this slate at five point oh. He he is finally priced up, but two of the last three games he's been over thirty five fantasy points. He went for twenty three eight and one against Houston earlier in the season. Like I said, AD was out, so he started. But again, with his recent performance, his price tag still at 5K. You know, that's that's one of the reasons I like him better than Tucker and House on, on the other side of the ball. LeBron at 10.4 is in the mix for me. Um, he went for 31-5 and 12 against the Rockets. He was terrific in the Lakers' last game against San Antonio. Hit five threes in the fourth quarter just sort of vintage one of his best shooting performances ever so he's got to be feeling the good vibes after that one and i think he'll carry that into this matchup um i'll play lebron over ad he is 9.7 so certainly worth a look now that he's under 10k rondo 4.1 he'll be in my player pool played well against san antonio it ended up being a bit of a blowout so he got a couple extra minutes uh, but that's a good price tag for him in what should be a high-paced game. You know, both of these teams are top 12. We we know Houston is fast. They're number two. The Lakers are, are up there at number 12 in pace, and they're both top four in offensive efficiency. Houston number three. Lakers are number four. And then the last guy, Dwight Howard. I think that'll be a, a fun thing to watch is, you know, we know that, the Lakers basically split minutes there with JaVale and Dwight Howard. 
And with Houston not wanting to play any bigs, what's D'Antoni going to do if Howard gets out there on the court for his 20 to 24 minutes? Um, you know, if Bell is suited up and ready to go, then maybe D'Antoni is going to have to play him if if Howard's out there doing his thing. So he's at, Howard's at 4.8, a little bit higher than I'd like to, to spend. But I think that's one way to get a little bit different and, um, you know, maybe get a, a 30, a 30 point fantasy night, um, and get so at, at, at low ownership. So that is the five game slate, uh, of all the days, this is probably the biggest one to be following the news. You probably will anyway, you'll be following the news with the trade deadline here approaching, but uh, please do so at Hoopball Fantasy. That's where we go for all the updates on the news, the trades, who's in, who's out. So make sure to do that on Thursday. And please follow us on Twitter uh, and and reach out to us and interact with us. We, we love that side of it. You can find me at Language Olympic. You can find the coach at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. You can find Mr. Apatria at M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And you can find Miles at M-Y-L-E-S-6565. So that's the crew. Uh, one more shout out to mybookie.ag. Again, that promo code is still active today. Uh, so head on over there. And when you make your first deposit, you get a match up to 50%, up to 1000 and uh, I'll be looking forward to my cup cups of Hawaiian Isles Kona coffee tomorrow morning. And that should do it. Um, we are ramping up here for one final push before the All-Star break. I think we've been in a bit of a groove here. The guys have been uh, making some nice projections here on the show. So please continue to join us on a daily basis. And we'll try to build some winning lineups together over the course of the next week. On behalf of Joe Sarvati, the coach, Micah Patria, and Miles Hartley, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Andrew Hansen, and tomorrow I'll be back on with Micah Patria as we look to crush it here at DFS on Hoopball NBA DFS Today. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.